Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live as we continue the road to Roland Garros on European red clay. We'll recap the round of 16 and get you ready for the quarterfinals in Monte Carlo. An American into the final eight for the first time in nearly 15 years. A lot to get to over the next 30 minutes. We got all the best highlights and you don't want to miss what the player said to Prakash. Plus more good news about Roger Federer's return and you won't believe what one player had to do after losing a match. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back with my main man, coach to the stars, Paul Anacone. And over on the big screen, there, there he is. is. He is the yo. Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick. <laughs> yo, yo. Great to I, have everybody here. I wasn't sure here. we were going to have a show today. I heard, uh, I heard Huska was stuck somewhere, traffic. We had to send the uh, Traffic on chopper. the 405 yeah. today. Yes. I was wondering if we were going to have a show, but man, would have been a shame if we didn't. What he, a day. He's got to check the Waze app before he gets on the road. You got to do that every day. Uh, listen, Andy, big comeback from Yannick Sinner. Drops that first set. Was down to break in the second. What did you make of his performance? Well, one, I like the way he's trying to bring the, the crowd into it. There's two ways to shift momentum, right? Create an emotion outside of what's actually happening and execute your game plan a little bit more and give those people that showed up for you a reason to get rowdy. Uh, you know, I, I thought he did a great job. I, I thought he was pretty average, actually, at the end of that first set, made a couple of errors to let Rublev off of the hook when Rublev was kind of visibly tight. Uh, but then, man, the, the, the last two sets that he played were, uh, you know, what we – he kind of teases us with it from time to time. That was top three, top five type stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting watching him play because there's very few people that make Rublev look uncomfortable in baseline rallies just by weight of shot. And you watch Sinner hit the ball, and Rublev oftentimes is on, a, on his heels, and you don't see that very often. So a lot of power, a lot of resilience, and what a turnaround after the first set. It really was. First quarterfinal of the Masters event outside Miami. We'll have those full highlights coming up. But first, how about this? For the first time in 35 years, two Americans in the third round in Monte Carlo. Back then, our own Jimmy Arias beat Aaron Krikstein on his way to the final Taylor Fritz, Seb Corda, hoping to make it all the way to the championship, Andy. How'd you see it? Yeah, we had talked about Fritz needing to change directions, and he's gone from lease to own on that back end up the line, just playing it at any point in any score type uh, with a lot of confidence. Uh, you see Sebi a little bit disappointed, making the unforced air there on, uh, on set point, but... Uh, again, credit to Taylor for just finding a way to pull the trigger, becoming better at knowing when to go up the line and force the issue. Is happy to stay in rallies, but then when he gets a shot, is really making it count. Uh, and you see here, he's that stab return is not something that he uh, did real well a couple of years ago uh, either. And so keeping himself in the point, giving him another shot, all these things that uh, amount to points uh, over the course of a match are really important. And that's what's happened with Taylor Fritz. He has now made winning a habit, which is much easier said than done. He's always had the good pop on the first serve, getting a little bit more tail out there. But, hey, we have an American in the quarterfinals of Monte Carlo again. First time since 2008. And Taylor Fritz joined Prakash after on our desk. 
how much damage can you do in this clay court season? Well, you know, we'll see. I try to take it uh, one match at a time, and I think clay doesn't uh, limit the kind of wins I can have. I think it just makes me maybe a little more um, open to losing matches maybe I wouldn't lose on a hard court. I think um, there are going to be matches I kind of have to, like, grind through. Um, but I think I'm if I can get through those and kind of play myself into the tournaments like I did here, then I can be dangerous. Woke up feeling dangerous. Fourth Masters quarterfinal in his past five events. How about this, Paul? 20th win of the season. That ties Rafa Nadal for the most on tour this year as one of his coaches. How would you evaluate this match? Well, first of all, nice to be mentioned in the same sentence with Rafa Nadal ever. So it's a great effort from Taylor Fritz. But look at the serve numbers. So impressive. When you're winning almost 70% of your second serve points, that's a great job. And also, Seb did a wonderful job with his serve. Look, it played more like fast court tennis today. The big deciding factor was look at that bottom number, folks. Only 13 unforced errors for Taylor Fritz and over 30 for Seb, so that's a problem for Seb. But look, it was a good battle. We're going to see these guys fight it out for many years. They also played doubles. They did not win that one, but Taylor Fritz is moving on, Andy. When you think about his game on clay, why not? Well, the, the movement was an issue for a long time, and, and I think shot selection was maybe a little bit more confusing for him. We're on hard courts. It's pretty straightforward. I hit the ball cleaner and harder than, than most of the people I play against. Therefore, I can kind of enforce my will. He's going to have to pick and choose when am I patient? When can I go for the shots? And when can I actually uh, kind of go to my comfort zone a little bit more? But something that can't be forgotten is I remember we were calling that match the very first day. He's playing a guy that's around 400 in the world, a local wild card who Paul Anacon so affectionately called the Katarina wine mixer gets through that match, right? Ugly tennis. Nobody played well. I'm sure Fritz wasn't real happy when he came off the court, blew four or five set points in the first set got through it he's he's kind of perfected and he's put the advance in survive in advance and here he is in the quarterfinals use my drum set was that you use yeah. my drum set yeah. first team all state baby make it rain out here fritz gonna take on alejandro davidovich fokina in the quarterfinals meantime how about the defending champion stefano sitsipas looking to reach his 13th masters quarterfinal taking on laszlo zera for the second time this year paul boy sitsipas did a great job defending his serve saved both break points he faced the athleticism was something to witness as always. I was impressed with Jeter. Stuck with him in that first set and right here, 5, 6, yeah. 30, 40, gets the error. But Jared did a good job not going away. But with Sitsipas, look, he's got such great memories here. Winning last year, feels comfortable in Monaco, can play forward, north, south. Look at the athleticism getting up for the overhead. Again, the motivation's never a problem for him. Just great passion, great focus. And here, second set tiebreak, beautiful inside-out forehand, then the forehand approach winner. Just really a lot of fun to watch Seth when he plays this well. Ran away with the second set tiebreak. It give Jarrah some credit. Really did a good job in the match. Didn't drop a set on his way to the title last year. Stays perfect so far this year. Sitsipas will face Diego Schwartzman in the final eight. Well, Monte Carlo is a great spot for Hubie Hercotch, sponsored by McLaren. Daniel Ricardo, he got a big win there in 2018. And Hercotch shifting into high gear against Albert Ramos Vignola, Sandy. Yeah, Vignolas likes that ball that we're just seeing there, that high loopy one where he can kind of get it up high on the back end. But we'll see numerous times throughout this highlight. 
Perkoc is big enough and strong enough to handle that ball from Vinolas. That's normally his get-out-of-jail-free card, but you know, Hubie Hiracoc didn't show us much on the clay last year, moving a little bit better, even hit a little topspin on that forehand, but he has that drive back in cross-court, which against a lefty who likes to throw it up there is a real advantage on clay, showing out with a little serving volley to close it out. Looking good early, because a big result for Hercox trying to get some confidence on a surface that's not his favorite. First Masters quarterfinal on clay. He'll take on Grigor Dimitrov. Well, both previous times Alexander Zverev played Pablo Carina Busta. It was the semifinals of a big event, Paul. This time for the right to reach the quarters. Yeah, it was a, it was a bumpy start for both guys. Carina Busta breaks her first, then loses three games in a row. And Zverev started playing some terrific tennis. Pressured Carina Busta's second serve the entire match here coming forward, putting that volley away and sealing the first set six games to two. Second set, Carina Busta started playing a little bit more better, some lengthy rallies. But when Zverev's lining up the backhand, opening up the court, and then feeling comfortable on the forehand, very tough to deal with. A terrific job from Zverev, really controlled the tempo of the rallies. And right here, seals the match coming forward, and a beautiful little backhand volley get the win. 22nd Masters quarterfinal, second here in Monte Carlo. So let's take a look at the live rankings right now. Zverev would get within 125 points of Medvedev and 235 points of Novak Djokovic with a title in Monte Carlo. And in a week after, when those Barcelona points come off for Medvedev, Zverev would get to that number two spot. So, with Novak Djokovic not at full match strength and Rafa still recovering from an injury, Andy, can Sasha Zverev get to number one during the clay court season? I don't know. It'd be weird to see. We're so far removed from the, the era where you could actually get to number one without having won a slam before. Uh, I think Rios, uh, you know, uh, maybe was the last one who, uh, who was able to do that. But it's been so such a foreign concept with the, the big three uh, in control and the big four in control for so long. But, hey, listen, the math doesn't lie. And if he can go deep and get a title here in Monte Carlo and start building that resume and, uh, you know, but what that will do if he does get that number one ranking before Roland Garros, it puts a little bit more pressure on him to win that first major going forward. Yeah, I think it's one of those great things for any of the young, well, for any player to have a new accolade, like to reach number one or to reach a height. It's very different to stay there, but it would be a great accomplishment for Zverev. And right now, you don't want, really want to be chasing the numbers. We see what they look like. He just needs to go out there and play. And Andy hit the nail on the head because normally it's been so dominant in this era for the great players to be Grand Slam champion winners. That would be very weird feeling for Zverev to, to accomplish that in the era that we're in. But, look, it's one of those things to strive for. But for Zverev right now, just focus on playing. Try to get your first major title. That's the goal right now. I actually wouldn't even say don't worry about the number one stuff right now. Whatever comes first, I guess. He'll take number one. He's won Madrid twice. He's won Rome once. So, certainly a lot of opportunities out there. Let's take a look at the quarterfinal matchups in Monte Carlo. And for Sasha Zverev, certainly a great opportunity. 2-1 head-to-head against Yannick Sinner. Andy, how do you see these matchups? Well, the opportunity is knocking uh, on that top side of that draw. And I didn't think when we were watching Taylor Fritz almost exit uh, first round against a, a local wild card that we'd say, hey, listen, he's got a shot at making the finals here in Monte Carlo. Obviously, Sitsipas and Schwartzman, that's going to that's gonna be a bit of a war. Sitsipas, I think he's won 13 straight sets in Monte Carlo. Uh, I like what I've seen from, from Zverev so far, even the match where he didn't play that great. He won one and five straight sets is kind of playing a pretty straightforward tennis. A lot will depend on conditions, but uh, hey, listen, Zverev has as good a shot as anyone. And once he, if he somehow does that, 
then we're having a full-on conversation where it's a little bit more realistic about the number one ranking. Yeah, and, and the draw is fun. I mean, I think it's a fun draw to look at. And, look, I'm, I'm so excited when I get to see someone like Grigor Dimitrov mm. playing great tennis sure. because he's so dynamic and he can play so well on all the different surfaces. So he's going to see this draw. As Andy mentioned, the top half of the draw is a great opportunity. And uh, you look ahead at your own peril. All that matters is the next match for all four of the guys on the top half of the draw. Bottom half a little bit more loaded, but they're going to be fun matches. Just lots of different styles of play. I love that draw for Fritz. No Novak Djokovic now and no Casper no, Ruud for I, Taylor no, no, Fritz. No. No what? No. I don't. It, oh, it's a match. It's a match. Taylor's good for <laughs> What if? It, all that matters is he's playing is. Uh, oh, did I go into my coach's talk? Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> no, I was going to the show. <laughs> but your analyst the entire, anal- the entire analyst game is what if, Paul. You can't fade it now just because you coach the guy. Come on. <laughs> All right, we're going to see the highlights of the guy Taylor Fritz is going to play in the next round coming up. Plus, you do not want to miss this. The most unlikely taste of tennis imaginable. Nice. This is not something my friend Penny Lerner would ever serve at her incredible events. Stay tuned. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Andy, Paul, and Steve back on TC Live. Remember to make Tennis.com your online information source during the road to Roland Garros. Right now, the baseline breaks down Anne Hathaway and Roger Federer teaming up to promote the Grand Tour of Switzerland. Alex Dimonor gets the Grand Tour of our warm and fuzzy set. You kind of have a mustache now. You had a, a bigger mustache before. You said it might even help your tennis. It's a tough one, though, because, you know, I look at myself in the mirror and I do see how horrible it looks. The slight problem is that it's won me a lot of matches. Right. So where do I go from kind of looks-wise, feel good about myself, or wins? Right. And at this stage, I'll kind of do anything to get a win. So <laughs> it's the power of the mo. Power of the mo. Well, i got to tell you, he had a stash when he lost to Rublev and Monte Carlo. So maybe Demonor is shaving soon. Uh, speaking of that, all of our warm and fuzzy segments available on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. Andre Rublev, he was the runner-up last year. Mr. ATP 500 looking for his first Masters 1000 title. His highlights on the way. Welcome back. We've got you covered on the doubles court Friday. Coverage begins 5 a.m. Eastern. Some good matchups. How about Cabal and Farah against Mektic and Pavic? Plus, the Billie Jean King Cup. Team USA captain Kathy Rinaldi leading the squad against Ukraine 1 p.m. Eastern on T2 and TC+. Let's head back to Monte Carlo. Lorenzo Musetti trying to follow up his win against Felix Auger-Aliassim. But Diego Schwartzman is a straight baller on red dirt, Andy. Yeah, Musetti got off to a great start, and he was very convincing the other day against FAA. Also, you see him going deep with the serve, cutting, carving that, uh, that drop shot short in the court. But if we know anything about Schwartzman, 
He'll look at you and say, so you're telling me there's a chance. Gets off the schneid, wants to bring Musetti into the gutter a little bit, wants to make it a fight, wants to extend rallies. And once he gets gone, I mean, pound for pound, I don't know that there's a better player on uh, on planet Earth. Uh, Musetti, easier, easier to lob a guy who's who's that small, but Schwartzman just won't go away. You see him, that's probably that's probably his, his favorite shot is that forehand to the other forehand side. Seems to get some good uh, good twerk on it. And uh, Musetti with the double there at the end and well-deserved, uh, well-earned victory for uh, Diego Schwartzman. We, we're, uh, we're never surprised by the fight, but we always respect it. May the Schwartz be with you. He's into his fourth oh, well Masters done. quarterfinal on clay. Well done. Well, well done. done. Well done, Steve. How about this battle yeah. right here with Rude and Dimitrov? Everyone's all excited to watch Casper Rude do a Rude rule on the clay this year. But let's not forget about Grigor Dimitrov, one of the most dynamic players of this era. Just a great athlete, can play on all the surfaces. Look at the athleticism here. Extending points, gets a weak error there to win the first set. Grigor did, did such a great job taking care of his serve. Really did a wonderful job. Only got broken once. I think he only lost two points on his first serve. But it was the variety from the baseline, the ability to change things up, come, come in some, scramble some, a little north-south tennis. Watch the get here. Again, the athleticism. Digs it up the line. How about getting back for the overhead? That's Grigor Dimitrov when he plays great tennis. It's a treat to see him playing this well. I don't care what surface it is. He's fun to watch. Uh, and Casper Ruud is going to be even better than he is, which isn't great news for many players because he's awesome already, but a great day for Grigor. Already, same number of wins on clay this year that he had all of last year. Grigor Dimitrov playing at home in Monte Carlo. Then we got Taylor Fritz had his 20th win of the season earlier. Andre Rublev trying to match him facing 20-year-old Italian Yannick Sinner. Now, Rublev played the better tennis the first set, Steve, was more powerful, was in control of the baseline rallies. Looked like Sinner was the one that was a little bit annoyed throughout the first set, but that annoyance was becoming more and more prevalent as the set went on. He did break and get back into it, but a couple sloppy errors at the end of the first set, uh, and that cost him. But down 1-0 in the second, Sinner's down 1-0 a break, and he puts on the afterburners, plays some great tennis, calls for the trainer right here to come out to work on an owie. I think that's a technical term, an owie. He uh -huh. had an owie on his toe. Medical timeout for the owie. Timeout for the owie, but I tell you what, it rejuvenated him. Power baseline tennis, got the crowd into it. Rublev was annoyed about the timing of when the uh, physio was coming on the court. You Ooh. know, tennis players' feet, I oh, think that should gross. be, I think we should not be allowed to show that yeah. on TV, tennis players' feet. You can see why I pulled out of the event previously. Not really yeah. a great look, but anyway, back to the tennis. Sinner did a great job winning 6-1 the second set. Third set was a little bit more of a battle tight at the beginning until Sinner put the afterburners on. We talked about his ability to put Rublev on his heels, and that's exactly what he did. Got up that break, and then here at 5-3, gets up 15-40. That is symptomatic for Rublev of the match. A short serve and a crushed return. What a big win for the Italian. Bunions, blisters, the whole shebang. It's a lot of, lot of bees right there. Bunions <laughs> and blisters and blah. Uh, Roger Federer continues to dominate social media, posting some reels on Instagram, looking as smooth as ever. Andy, what does this tell you about how that knee's doing? Well, I, again, like, like we said the other day, I just don't think that Roger posts something like this unless he's confident in his recovery. He's been playing it pretty close to the vest 
the, the entire way. And so if he's actually doing stuff like this and posting it continuously, hopefully there's good news in the offing. But uh, at the very least, we're, we're, it looks like we're going to see him on court again. You know, it, it, I don't think he posts stuff like this as far as his recovery. Now, to the extent of which we see him, is it going to be for a tournament? Is he actually going to make a proper run of it? We still don't know, but it's just nice to see him healthy enough to kind of show out a little bit in his workouts. Yeah, good to see those feet floating around the gym. And that's just the first step of the scenario. Get back on the court soon. But like Andy said, it's going to be in due time. He's not going to rush it. When he's ready, he's ready. But generally, it's a pretty calculated uh decision to put something like this out there and I'm sure Rogers uh, on his way to recovery he said late summer about a month ago but th- this looks fantastic for Roger Federer posting two days in a row yeah looks uh, like you dancing to the desk Steve that's exactly the two steps be right next to you to Paul desk. that's that's what I do uh, taste of tennis we teased this earlier Take a look at this. For losing a match, this man had to lick the clay. No way. (laughs) Oh, that's a uh, that's a bet gone wrong. Yeah, that's. I tell you what, that's. I'll pass. I'll skip on that bet. Little crunchy, some some earthy tones. What's worse, the toe picture or that, Andy? Toe picture or that? Well, the toe is like something like you know. Listen, everyone's got them. We see them in the locker room every day. This is. This is bad decision-making on many levels. Bad execution on the match. Bad decision to make the bet. And third thing, bad decision to let someone film it. Nothing leaves ever. This is there forever. Like, you're, you're going to be a responsible human one day with kids. You're going to be like, hey, Dad, you remember the time you licked a court? It's just really unhealthy. I mean, at least do the line. Oh, like, right? I mean, clean up the court. Do Make the line clean. Could be organic clay. You never know. Vegan clay or something? Vegan no. clay. You know, is that possible? There this is all bad. <laughs> no positive. Now, I don't no. know which is. I, th- oh. I still think that this oh. might be. Look away. This, no. this might be worse. Parents, send Look your children away. to the other room. Parents, send your children to the other room. Yeah. The nail. The... It's all bad. This is this is all like. There's no way we can say whatever we want because there's no way anyone's watching. Oh, we can, after we should have. A, we should have. A, we'll have a little call in. Every, everyone's off. The, 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 <laughs> the toe or the clay. Let us know mm-hmm. on Twitter. Tweet Steve directly about no, that one. Tennis Channel. Our ratings just, <laughs> just right, right there. Gone. Gone. All right. It is time to take a break. Here's what we got for you on Friday. <laughs> 5 a.m. Eastern, Monte Carlo. We're also available on T2. And then looking forward to the U.S. taking on Ukraine in the Billie Jean King Cup. TC Live with the three of us and encore coverage all night long. Back to wrap up the show after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Andy Roddick clearing his throat for this hot shot of the day. Uh, you, you alluded to the height of Diego Schwartzman earlier, and, and here it paid off. Yeah, I just wanted to clear my throat to match the last segment of prosciutto feet <laughs> and, uh, and looking play. But, yeah, kind of. It's still gross, but you see him come up. So penalty points for lifting the leg like a dog on a fire hydrant a little bit. And then 
that would have only worked against like one player currently on tour in Diego Schwartzman. Where Olivier Roca is somewhere else going, yeah, man, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Nope, nope, not for me. <laughs> Harold Solomon, probably not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quarterfinals all set for you. 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow right here on Tennis Channel. Some good ones. An American is there looking to reach the semifinals for the first time since 1993. Herkoc, Dimitrov, Sinner, Zverev, Schwartzman, and Sitsipas. Let's head back to Monte Carlo for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. P. Taylor Fritz is on fire into the quarterfinals. The first American to be in there since 2008 here in Monte Carlo, playing against the player that took out the top seed, Novak Djokovic. He faces Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. How do you think he's going to do? I am going to beat you to the punch with this pick, and I Ooh. think Taylor is going to come through. Look, Fokina has been playing unbelievable tennis, backed up that win over Novak Djokovic with a great win over David Goffin, but I like the way Taylor's problem-solving out there. One of the big keys that is coach Paul Anacone keeps talking about. He's taking it as it comes. He even mentioned in his interview today, you know what, I'm not purposely coming to the net. If it presents itself, I'm doing it. I'm kind of taking it as it comes. So when he's in that kind of mindset and finding a way to execute, tough stuff. Looking forward to quarterfinal Friday out here in Monte Carlo. Back over to our headquarters in Santa Monica. Thank you very much. All right, Prakash says Taylor Fritz is going to get the win. Andy, what say you? Yeah, I, I think Prakash is right. And I actually, there was a little bit of space in Prakash's shirt today. I wasn't sure, it didn't look like it was painted on. It was like he got away from like all spandex all the time. It was amazing. Uh, but I actually, I, I love the serving stats from, from Taylor today. I think he's completely in control of how to get through service games currently. And I think he's going to get enough looks against Davidovich Fokina. And I also think he has the, the weight of shot to really bother Davidovich Fokina. Uh, for those reasons, I like Taylor Fritz. He's got uh, he's got confidence in the bottle right now, and he's drinking it daily. I like it. I like it. He's got to take care of his service games, does Taylor Fritz. He's got to do a good job holding serve. And uh, even more importantly, he's got to commit to playing offensive fast court tennis like he did today. Uh, let Davidovich Fakina know it's going to be bang-bang tennis. Every second serve Taylor gets at the beginning, give it a crack and uh, be the first one to change direction and have fun out there. Have fun out. Winning is fun, have Paul. Have fun out there, man. Vince Spadia. Have a good time. The last Vince, American. Vince Spadia ain't afraid to make the semifinals, <laughs> semifinals of Monte Carlo. Uh, we've had nasty toes. We've had licking clay. Oh, Andy and Paul, better. great as always. Our coverage better. of Monte Carlo continues next.